I think one of my favorite things that I see as a sign of care and effort is people telling me they don't know what it means, but they are willing to learn. Like, and I see that a lot from Latinx communities. I see that a lot from undocumented folks that we work with. Um, I see that a lot from people everywhere. Like this isn't specific to the Latinx community by any way, shape or form. Like this is still new in all mainstream culture. It's just a little more new for a lot of Latinx people. You know, that allyship, that advocacy with and for a community has to start with saying, I don't know, like, yo no sé qué quiere decir eso. Can we talk about it? Gustavo Mercado Muñiz is a Puerto Rican non-binary queer and the transgender program coordinator at the Pride Center of Vermont. On this episode of Latinx, Gustavo and I talk about many things, all having to do with the LGBTQ community and the intersection with the Latinx culture. Please note that this episode is half in English and half in Spanish, and it contains profanity. Hola, yo soy Andrea Márquez, and this is Latinx, a show brought to you by La Red Hispana and the Hispanic Communications Network for the new generation of Latinx. We want to go beyond listening. We're ready to speak up. So join me in conversation every week as I meet Latinx from all over, de diferentes colores y sabores. As you know, a podcast is a journey, and I would love for you to follow this one. So join our community on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Latinx and reach out. You can also find out more at our website at wearelatinx.com. This is something that felt really fucking good to me. And my parents raised me to not care about what other people think and to just like be myself. But as soon as I posted something that like went against how they saw me, it was a problem. And so it took years for me working with my parents to talk about trans things. And eventually I just kind of gave up hasta que it became something I couldn't ex escape for myself. So at the time, trans issues were removed enough because I didn't see myself as a trans person. Este, I didn't understand that I was non-binary or a part of the trans community. And I was just having what I thought were conversations about like getting my parents on board for like a part of the community that doesn't get representation. And it wasn't until that last year of college or that este, first last year of college and that time that I spent in casa, that it, it really became a personal thing of like, y'all gotta pull it together. Necesito que dejen estas cosas que tienen tanto que ver con la violencia, que es parte de la vida diaria de tantas personas trans, like, porque yo soy parte de esa comunidad. Like, it was, it took me being a part of it for some level of wake up call to happen. And again, I'm really fucking lucky that like my parents were great este, and like they didn't all the way understand it. And I don't know if they do still, um, but they were okay with it eventually. And like they put in some of the work to become more okay with it. Ahora estamos a las alturas de que yo he llegado a casa con la uña pintada y larga, con pantalla like done that in front of my family and it's been a little bit weird like we've had fights about it but eventually like last time I was home I mentioned to my mom so I live with two like de la nada in Vermont of all places I found two Puerto Rican non-binary people to live with 
um, and we have like an amazing queer Puerto Rican home. And I remember talking to my mom and she was like, oh, does one of your roommates present like feminine all the time or masculine all the time? It's like, it's kind of a mix of both. Um, It's like sometimes they wear pants and sometimes they wear skirts and sometimes they wear t-shirts and sometimes they wear blouses or dresses. No sé qué, no sé qué me pasó por encima, pero me salió de la boca, you know, como a veces me pasa a mí. Y de repente, like, todo se paralizó. El tiempo se movió súper lento. And I was like, did I just say that? Like, did I just tell my mom that I sometimes wear dresses and makeup? And I, there was a moment of silence. And she was just kind of like, oh, okay. Does that mean you sometimes wear dresses? And I was like, yeah. Uh, can't, cat's out of the bag. Like, can't backtrack it now. Um, And we didn't really talk a lot more about it. It was just kind of like, okay, this is a thing that feels good to you. I don't all the way get it, but like, I guess this is fine. And then the last time, last time I was home, mamá me preguntó, like, ¿qué quería de regalo de Navidad? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I have things that I need. And she was like, ¿quieres pantalla? Este, ¿te puedo ayudar a conseguir otras cosas? And it was like, the smallest thing when you're looking at it for outside of like the trans context of like, do you want jewelry as a gift? Pero para mí fue este momento de como que I could tell she's, she wasn't all the way there, but she was trying. Y ese esfuerzo, like, se me paran los pelos, o sea, se me están aguando los ojos ahora mismo. Like, preguntarme si quería pantalla was everything in that moment. Being an ally is trying. The first step is just acknowledging that there's something there that needs mm-hmm. to be addressed and then trying whatever that my means. Favorite, mm-hmm, I think one of my favorite things that I see as a sign of care and effort is people telling me they don't know what it means, but they are willing to learn. Like, And I see that a lot from Latinx communities. I see that a lot from undocumented folks that we work with. Um, I see that a lot from people everywhere. Like this isn't specific to the Latinx community by any way, shape or form. Like this is still new in all mainstream culture. It's just a little more new for a lot of Latinx people. You know, that allyship, that advocacy with and for a community has to start with saying, I don't know, like, Yo no sé qué quiere decir eso. Can we talk about it? And like, I'm somebody, like, I get paid to be trans is my elevator pitch of like what my work is. So I don't mind having those conversations. Not every trans person and not every non-binary person wants to explain to you what that is because we have to explain it every day. Like we have to explain it to our doctor. We have to explain it to a cop that pulls us over. We have to explain it fucking at the mall, comprando ropa, or like at the grocery store, I'm trying to get orange juice and I'm wearing a dress and I overhear some lady say some shit about how men shouldn't be wearing dresses. And I have to have that moment of like, do I turn around and say, not a man, so I can wear a dress or do I ignore it? And like, sometimes people will come up to me. Like I have <laughs> the last time I was at the supermarket, con, like, con todo el mask, este, this lady comes up to me and I was wearing like, I think it was a t-shirt and a skirt. And she was like, excuse me, are you one of, are you one of those non-binaries? And it was just like, 
when I get asked that question from a complete stranger and somebody who I don't know, is this about to be somebody who's going to insult me? Is this about to be somebody who's going to make a big stink about it and I'm going to have to leave this grocery store upset? Is this like, if by some miracle this is somebody who's accepting, is it going to be somebody who's then going to ask me 25 questions when I'm trying to reach the bread behind her on the shelf? Like, I'm already coming into this, like, this is already in the middle of a pandemic. I've already had to wait on the line around the corner to get into the store. It's the end of my workday. I'm already so tired. This is not where I want to be having those conversations. But, like, she asked the question. And in the moment, I was just like, I am a non-binary person, yes. And then I was just like, and I'm just trying to get my groceries, so if you'll excuse me. And just kept it going. But, like... There's a difference between that question being asked out of curiosity and that question being asked out of hate or out of like judgment. And you can't always tell when you're being asked by a stranger. Like when I'm being asked by people I know in some context, I know enough about that person to be able to tell where this is coming from. And if it's coming from a place of hate, I'm fully not gonna deal with that and I'm gonna get myself out of there. But like when it's somebody who I know, um, is coming from a good enough place. And if I have the energy and the time, I can take a couple seconds to be like, this is what non-binary means to me. Um, and it looks different for other people. And I would highly recommend going on Google. Porque Google es gratis. <laughs> and so part of that allyship looks like doing your own education, like learning about things that you don't know about. They're reaching out to people like me who get paid to do this or who get paid to like, do education and advocacy or reaching out online and like talking to not even talking to like doing some reading about non-binary identities from trans organizations so like careful where you're reading things from because a lot of hate groups have realized that if they get enough search engine optimization their result for a definition of trans will pop up in like the top five and that's usually what people click on so you have to be really critical about where you're getting the information, but places like the National Centers for Transgender Equality or GLAD um, are really great. Like any queer center in your area, because most places have some kind of LGBTQ plus este community center, organization, nonprofit, they have great information and their, their websites are great places to start with learning. And if you do know some non-binary people, you can ask and when you ask i think the most important part is like if you're going to ask somebody personal questions or you're going to ask somebody to explain their whole community or their whole identity to you you have to be ready to get a no and probably get a no that's like a little bit defensive because we already get asked these questions like i just said i got asked this question by a random lady while i was trying to get bread at the grocery store like that was probably the third or fourth person that asked that day and that's in the middle of a pandemic when I'm not going out every day. Hey guys, if you like our content, make sure to support us by downloading our episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Share with your community and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Latinikis. You can also find out more on our website at wearelatinikis.com. We, we went from kind of understanding what what you guys have to go through and and being able to acknowledge that and the importance but also the differences between being 
transgender or gay or mm-hmm. in the LGBTQ community yeah. as a Latino is mm-hmm. just a whole other world. Is is otra yeah. torta que te tienes que comer. And then <laughs> you have like your day to day. Just it had never occurred to me that this is something that you have to explain. Exacto. All the time, every day. Like and just my two options places. when I wake up in the morning are like, am I gonna dress in a way that feels good to me today? And sometimes that looks just like presenting a little bit more masculine and that's fine. And on those days, I don't really have to think about it because I have a body that other people project ideas of manhood onto. Um, But on days where it's like, oh, I want to wear a dress or I feel like wearing a skirt, I have to really think about, or I feel like putting on makeup or earrings that are like flashy or having my nails done. I have to think about like, do I want to deal with this? Am like, I in the mood to even answer these questions today? Well, it's not just answer the questions. It's like, am I in the mood to worry about my safety for all of that day? True. Cause like True. one thing that comes, at least for me, one thing that comes up with like wearing a dress and being out in public is hyper visibility. Something that mm. like we talk about a lot in queer circles, especially trans circles is like, este sentido de que te ves diferente de lo que las otras personas esperan de alguien con tu cuerpo. Y esa diferencia makes you stand out. O sea, te hace bien visible. Y esa visibilidad no necesariamente es algo positivo. O sea, en términos de, like, del día a día, esa, esa visibilidad es parte de la razón por la cual tantas personas trans mueren literalmente a diario. Mm-hmm. So, one of the events that we put on um, and that I've worked on now for seven years total, three years here in Vermont, is um, Transgender Day of Remembrance. So that happens in November. Transgender Day of Remembrance is a day where we honor the lives of trans people who have been murdered for being trans um, in the last year. And that list is compiled globally. Um, and we know that on that list every year, there are going to be people who did die, who were trans and were killed for being trans, but either the legal system, the medical system, or just like eh, the, the reporting that was done about their death didn't include their identity as part of the report or as part of the, the reason for the murder. Um, so we know that there are people who are missing from our list, but Unfortunately, the list grows every year. Like, it's one of the few lists I've seen that doesn't decrease with awareness. La parte más difícil, como alguien habla hispano y alguien que trata de representar la comunidad latinequi este, y a la misma vez ser trans y ser queer, es que la mayoría de los nombres tienden de salir de países latinos. Este, o países habla hispano o habla portugués y todos los años veo más y más nombres que se pronunciarían en español o se pronunciarían en portugués este, o más muertes que ocurrieron en países habla hispano o sea, este año con la muerte de Alexa y la muerte de tantas mujeres trans y tantos hombres trans porque la otra cosa que no se documenta especialmente en la comunidad latinex es la muerte de hombres trans, o sea, personas que les designaron mujer a, al nacer, pero se identifican como hombre, porque la mayoría de las personas no consideran a, a personas que ellos ven como mujeres que se presentan más masculinos como hombres, aunque ellos se identifiquen como hombres. 
vemos muchos nombres de mujeres trans todos los años en esas listas y es algo que me parte el alma todo todos los años at this point we know that not talking about it is only causing harm so like as latinx people and as latinx people who are learning more i think we need especially those of us who are not a part of the queer community because when we're coming from the queer community and we're trying to talk to other latinx people we're already meeting that filter that social filter of like this is a queer person who is lesser but like as straight people as cis people who are latinx this is a call from trans latinx people to do better o sea we need you to talk to your people it's really painful and uncomfortable for you all it's even more painful for us este it's even more uncomfortable to have those conversations for us because for us it comes with the risk of losing our families of losing our support networks for you it might come from some it might come up to like awkward comments or it might come to family members telling you not to talk about it again in front of them but you have access to those people like as trans people we don't have access to people who won't listen to trans people you as a cis person or you as a straight person do and this is the general you right like no estoy hablando de ti nada más andrea pero este de todas las personas que estén escuchando parte de lo que necesitamos como comunidad trans es apoyo fuera de la comunidad trans la comunidad trans es la la única comunidad por identidad cuyas estadísticas de muerte tienden a ser por esta, por personas desconocidas y por este solamente basado en su identidad and I'll say it again in English like the trans community is the only community that by identity is killed by primarily strangers most of the interpersonal violence we see on a statistics level tends to come from people who are known to the person attacking them for a part of their identity Trans people get attacked by complete strangers every day, verbally, emotionally, physically. Sometimes they're killed, and we need we need people outside of the trans community to to start doing some of this. Like, give us platforms to talk about it, that put us on podcasts, put us in the conversation, and also to stop that shit about like lo que lo que se sabe no se comenta. Like, we need you to talk about it. Tenemos que cambiar la cultura si queremos asegurarnos de que todos nosotros estamos a salvo. Especialmente ahora, in a time when we're being, like, those of us who live in the United States are being attacked and are being caged by the government. Trans people have been going through that for a lot longer than most cis straight people because even through legal immigration means, trans people were not, up until very recently, allowed into the country. Like, under Obama, we saw the highest numbers of deportations of trans people. And that's not something that gets talked about at all. Um, and we need to talk about it in order to raise consciousness so that we can try to start some change in our communities. And now I'm going to get off my soapbox. <laughs> no, no, this is, and this is great because you're answering questions that I had anyways. Um, I have one final question for you. You work as um, on the anti-violence hotline. Yeah, so... Um, At the Pride Center, we have our safe space anti-violence program, um, and we have a 
it's a warm line is what we call it because it's open while we're open. So it's not 24 seven, right. but it's um, a phone line for LGBTQ plus folks in Vermont to call who are experiencing violence. So we define violence pretty broadly. It's, it covers domestic violence, sexual violence, family violence, and also discrimination and hate crimes. So part of what led me to doing nonprofit queer work was those experiences I had with my communities. Like, I got really lucky in that I had access to good people. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, I had access to amazing people in my life who were ready to fight for me um, and were ready to fight with me when I needed to fight. And I know that not everybody does, and especially a lot of us who are Latinx. Nosotros no tenemos tanto apoyo como personas queer y personas trans. Así que parte de lo que me trajo este trabajo era tener la oportunidad de ser alguien who could be on the front lines and who could be that person and get paid to be that person who can advocate for and provide resources to trans folks. Most of my calls with Spanish speakers who are calling about trans issues especially start with the person talking at the lowest volume possible. They don't have words to use. They're not sure if they should be calling. They're not sure if they even deserve the support that we can offer. Y siendo una persona que habla español, una persona que ha pasado por lo que ellos han pasado y también este no he pasado por lo que muchas personas han pasado porque yo estoy vivo hoy. Yo no he tenido que huir de mi país y de mi gente para sobrevivir, pero conozco demasiadas personas que han tenido esa experiencia. Y siendo alguien con el privilegio de tener apoyo, puedo entonces, como yo digo en inglés, like pay it forward. I have all this support and I also am somebody who, like, lo que me guía, lo que me llama todos los días es apoyar a mis comunidades y hacer lo que yo pueda para asegurarme de, las de que las personas que no tengan apoyo lo puedan accesar a través de mí o a través de los servicios con quien yo tengo relación. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Three wonderful organizations you can donate to or support are Trans Justice Funding Project, Silvia Rivera Law Project, and GLITZ. Remember to support your communities. It doesn't matter what you choose to advocate for. Just go out there and help. Connect and inspire others to do the same. Download our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you can stay up to date. And join our community on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Latinikis. Reach out and let me know what's important to you. I'd love to hear what you have to say.